grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today, for this chance that we get to come together, whether here in this room or online, wherever, whenever that may be, the chance to worship you. We thank you, Lord, that we live in a country where we're able to do that, where we have those freedoms, and we recognize that on this Memorial Day. Lord, I pray that you bless this time, bless this message. I submit myself to your Holy Spirit, uh, that you may speak in whatever way you need. Lord, we trust in you, and I pray that everybody be willing to submit themselves to you. In your name we pray, amen. Guys, I am tired. Like, just tired. There are some weeks that having this job is awful. All weekend, the thought of getting up and preaching today, not something I'm looking forward to. It'd be really easy to, to give in to temptation and let there just be sermon as normal. And I know that there are pastors who are doing that, who are just going on with the usual regularly scheduled sermon, the regularly scheduled readings. That doesn't feel right. Not with the, the hurt and the pain that is in the world right now. There are a lot of things that I want to say. Things that I want to shout. I'm hurt. I'm angry. And I know I'm not alone. I know so many of you feel that way as well. Because you turn on the news and it seems like every day there's something new. The anchors are talking in somber tones for another reason. There's another thing trending on social media and you're trying to figure out what are our thoughts and prayers to today. And I don't know what's worse, that, that constantly there are, there are these horrible, sad things happening that are just constantly in the news, or, or when you see that whiplash of going from the anchors talking in those somber tones to suddenly they're like highlighting a beauty product, product and you're like, the whiplash that has occurred here, and it just doesn't make sense. But as I looked at our scripture readings um, I'm reminded of my, my job, my calling. It is to prophesy, to, to share God's word. And if you look at that Revelation reading, if I add even one thing to God's word, he's going to add me to the plagues. If I take away one thing from God's word, that's not right either. And I know that there are pastors who want to and who are doing that, but that can't be me. See, that's the thing. This is the church. This is a sanctuary. This is a place that is, that is different than the world. This isn't the mayor's office or, or town hall. This isn't the Senate building or the House of Representatives. If there were, there'd be a lot more name-calling right now, a lot more petty behavior. No, this is a church. This is the house of God. This is a place of refuge where hurting people come together to heal. The thing about hurting people, though, is when they are hurt, they often, one of the emotions that comes is anger. And they want to, to yell at or, or solve the thing that, that has hurt them. They want to, to lash out, and they're, they're looking for answers. And maybe, 
Maybe you think you have the answers. I don't. I'm just a preacher. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I know exactly the problem. I know exactly what needs to be done. Good for you. Um, what I would encourage you to do is volunteer. Pick a political organization. They'd all love your time and your money. I promise you that. Volunteer your time. But this, this is the church. This is a place of the gospel. See, part of the problem is so often when we think we have an answer in our modern times, that answer means that we're pointing at somebody else and saying, you're wrong. That answer necessitates making an enemy. That answer necessitates us versus them. And we as the church can't do that. We can't give in to that. See, as the church, we stand for hope and the gospel, the good news. Our reading from John, from, from the mouth of Jesus, he is praying to his father, pleading with his father that we, the church, that we, the people, we, the creation of God would be one and would be unified. And yet the modern world is trying to tell us, no, 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 no. the way this works is there's us and there's them and you can never accept them. There are entire industries built on this. There are merchandise sales on the idea of us versus them and we cannot give in to that because there is no distinction, Jew or Gentile, Republican or Democrat, American or Vietnamese, immigrant or patriot, criminal or police officer, all are welcome within the house of God. Then maybe you're thinking, but in that revelation ring, there was like a whole list of people who are who gonna be on the outside of things. Yeah, but then look at who's on the inside. Those who have washed their robes. What that tells me is that their robes at one point were dirty. And so we have to recognize that everybody gets the opportunity to know God and to follow God. And let me promise you this, not a single person will ever turn from a single sin if they think that it means joining a group of people who are going to hate them. The church should be loving. The church should be a place of hope, of acceptance. This is a place where hurt people come to heal. Maybe you want to be part of an organization where people look like you and talk like you and act like you, dress like you, vote like you. That's fine. Go find another one. There are plenty out there. And they all hate each other, by the way. So make sure you pick the right one. There are some real terrible ones. But that can't be here because that ain't going to be what heaven's like. Heaven will be people from all over with all sorts of backgrounds coming together in unity. Today's Memorial Day. Have you ever been to a, a national cemetery? I have a couple times. Um, one of the things that always strikes me when I visit a, a one of those national cemeteries is just looking out at, at infinite fields, it feels like, of, of gravestones that are all the exact same size, shape, same material. And you look and they all look exactly the same. You can't tell what state they were from, what color their skin was, who they voted for. Sure, when you get a little closer, there are details. There's name. There's what branch they served. There's even a little symbol for, for what they believed. But from a distance, they all look like they're unified in their service of this country. That's what we, the church, need to be. Unified in our service of God. Unified in our service 
of the gospel. I know some of you are sitting there thinking, boy, I can't wait. After the service, I got, I got to tell him what the real problem is. Or maybe you're thinking, there's an article that he, just, he hasn't read it yet, and it's all tied together. Mainstream media won't talk about this. I'm going to send that to him. Or maybe you can't help yourself making little political jokes out there in the hallways or whatever. Or you're thinking, oh man, we should do a Bible study on the hot button issues and really dive into these political things. Listen, if you can't keep your political identity out of a Bible study, what are you worshiping? What is your identity? Because we should be following God. Remember in that list and revelation of the people on the outside, one of those things was idolatry. Who are you worshiping? What are you worshiping? What's the most important thing to you? That's not to say that you shouldn't uh, be, recognize the blessings that we have in this country, the freedom that we have. Be proud to be American. That's great. But you should love God more. That's the first commandment. There shall be no other gods. Let us not give in to idolatry. The reality is all are welcome here, even those that we disagree with. In our care training last week, I talked about how God gave us two commands, right? Jesus boiled all the commands, all the rules down to two things, love God and love your neighbor. Now, it's interesting because in this modern age, it's a lot easier to love our neighbor because we find ourselves in suburbia where we kind of look like everybody who's around us. But that means that we love the neighbor that maybe forgets to mow their lawn for like two months at a time who has car up on blocks, who, even that neighbor who has that political sign out front that's different than your political sign, yeah, that neighbor isn't excluded. Love your neighbor means all of them. See, that's the challenge that we have as Christians. The world tells us this is what you should believe in. This is where you should put your hope and your trust. Uh, and you should disagree with these people. They're wrong. But the gospel says it is for the whole world. The gospel said is for all people who were all sinners. That includes all of us. We stand for the gospel and for hope. So what does that mean? It means we have a God who created all things, who, who gave us instruction on how things are supposed to go. And then he watched as we turned away time and time and time and time and time again. And he saw as we felt the repercussions of that, as we suffered, as we, we got hurt and we blamed other people. And he's going, guys, it's all of you. But God didn't take away that choice. God didn't say, okay, that's it. You guys don't know what you're doing. No, instead, he entered into our world. And he loved us. He showed us what it means to love. He loved those who had been labeled the least of us. The ones that everybody else said, no, 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 they're not good enough. They're them, we're us. Those are the ones that he loved first and foremost. And then, then he loved the rest of us by going to the cross, by offering a sacrifice something that on Memorial Day we recognize in some small scale. He offered himself, God himself, so that we can know that we're loved, so that we can know no matter what the repercussions and pain and sorrow and frustration of this broken world, there's something better waiting for us. So that we can be unified, not as people who are better than others, but unified as sinners who are made whole, people who have washed robes that were once were dirty by our own doing. 
We can be one because God loves us. And people should be able to look at the church and see the reason that we have hope. Look at the church and find hope themselves because, my friends, people are hurting. And what is the church doing? We're joining in with the finger pointing. We're joining in with the political solutions. May we be different May we proclaim not the the answers of the world, but instead the answer that can be found only in Jesus Christ, the answer that can be only found in the God who made us, who loves us, who sustains us, who inspires faith within each of us. May we, the world, come together, hurt, broken, and may we together heal all by the grace of God, by the gospel, by the hope that is found in our God, the Holy Spirit inspiring faith within us, inspiring the words that we say, Jesus Christ setting us free, and the Father above all things, working good, even in the midst of the pain, may we heal in this world. Amen.